Monday morning. I am in my car and I am driving to work. I have survived the first weekend of Fringe. My name is Mike Fotis. Um, I am an actor and I am a producer and I have two shows in the Fringe uh, this year and I am a veteran of the Fringe Festival. Uh, today's show is sort of all about the Fringe Festival. We're doing three perspectives. Uh, the first perspective is from me as an actor and a producer at a Fringe Festival. Uh, I have the perspective of a tech, the people who run all of the shows and have my utmost respect. And I also have uh, the perspective of a volunteer and box office person who also, they have my respects because, man... I deal with a lot of people. Oh, it's always hard going to work after the first weekend. Fringe is like a fantasy land. It's like camp. You go to see all these shows, and if you have an artist pass, it's almost like you don't have to worry about it. Like, money isn't real. So you just go to see a bunch of stuff. You see all your friends. It's really fun, and then you go drink afterwards. That's what college is meant to be except now I'm 34 and I'm suffering for it. Um, I have two shows. One, I have a show with Ferrari McSpeedy. It's a western. It's called Once Upon a Time in the Suburbs. Uh, it's going pretty well. It's getting some nice reviews. Um, there's also some people who aren't as into it, which is totally okay. But it's been a fun show. We try to uh, figure out some different ways to handle the western and to work out props the whatnot. It's all female western with one of the strongest casts that I've ever been around, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, then I'm also doing my one-person storytelling show, which, if you don't know, uh, I've done three of those in the past, and they were a lot of fun. I sit at a table and I read stories, um, and I was just looking for a way to expand what I do. Um, so this show is pretty interesting this year, because it also includes uh, juggling so that's been pretty fun. It's been fun to watch an audience that comes expecting, uh, you know, stories about my youth and childhood, and then they run into three jugglers. So that's been pretty good. So there's a lot more, there's many more days left in the old Fringe Festival. I don't know, man. My, I'm 34 now. I, I don't know if my bones can take it. There's just a lot of running around and seeing stuff. I'm having a good time, though. Anyway, enjoy this podcast. Also, as a side note, I'm a little distracted, A, because I'm driving, and B, because I'm letting my dog, who's like two and a half, usually I crate her while I'm out. Today, uh, I think she's a big girl, so I'm trying to let her hang outside the, uh, the crate while I'm gone. So, and it's either going to be great or everything is going to be destroyed. I'm leaning towards everything's going to be destroyed. Oh, this is good. Let me hear you. What do I need to say? Oh, that's it. That's all you need to say. That's all I need to say. Awesome. Cool. So we're doing a podcast, and it's sort of like a picnic podcast. We're at a grassy knoll, 
Uh-oh. <laughs> I know, it could be bad. <laughs> I'm here with Debbie Talent, who, amongst other things, is a fringe technician. Uh, and we are in the heart of fringe right now, so thanks for doing this. I appreciate Ooh, it. opening night. Yeah, it, 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 you're right, it is opening, opening night. night. We should be at a show right now. We really should, and I promise I'll go to see some more pretty soon. Uh, where are you at? I am at Intermedia Arts. Okay. Are there good, is there good stuff there? Does of course. Like There's stuff? good stuff everywhere. Nice. We still have two shows to tech still. Really? Yes. We are not done teching our shows. Are those out-of-town shows, or is it just how the schedule worked out? It's how the schedule worked out. I know um, today we had two shows as well, and I know one of them was definitely an out-of-town show. Uh, out-of-town from Belfast. No, not Belfast. Northern Ireland, though. Really? Derry. That's awesome. Scream Blue Murmur. Cool. I did one out of town fringe. Yeah. It was okay. The The lesson I learned was you've really got to be super prepared if you go out on the road. Yes. So You're... there's a certain luxury to being an in-town group. Absolutely. So I learned that lesson the hard way. But it was still fun. Yes. Although I'm one of the few people who like, I, when Winnipeg is mentioned, I don't get excited. It just reminds me of a failure. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was bad. It, was, it really... was a learning experience. It was. It wasn't a failure. No. It was kind of a failure, to be perfectly honest with you. So you're a fringe tech. What? Um, so describe the life of a fringe tech. The reason this podcast is happening is there's a lot of podcasts happening about people's shows and actors in the shows. I thought it would be interesting to get other people's perspectives. So what is the fringe like for a fringe technician? It is busy. Yeah. It is very busy um, because there are two of us in most venues. Some venues are run by one technician. Really? Which means they are running as many shows as the rest of us, but they are running all of them. Oh. Um, so it is busy. Um, we started loading in last week. So for us, the fringe actually starts about a week before everybody else. Uh, we have to load in and prepare the venues, um, and that ranges for each venue. Um, some of them are sort of ready to go, walk in, and they're good. Others need an entire plot hung and focused, and um, all the sound equipment dealt with, everything from scratch. So we all kind of come together and are not only responsible for our own venue, but are responsible for getting all of them up and running. Wow. That's crazy. I have learned after all this time to, not because you guys do an amazing job with it, but like we try to keep ours as simple as possible just because that three-hour tech goes so fast. Yeah, a three-hour tech would be hard even for technicians who know your show, Yeah, let exactly. alone technicians who have never seen your show. Like I try to think of the tech during the, at the Brave New Works, a pedal pub is going by right now, so if you hear that, that's what's happening. Some really drunk middle-aged people are losing are losing their shit in a way that only middle-aged people can lose their shit. Uh, so anyway, power to the people. But yeah, like I think about like our tech at the workshop has two weeks to get the show right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like we just thought this last time through, like man, we don't want to throw a lot at anybody because it's just it's too much. It's, it's too much, and it does. the The simpler the show the less likely there is that something will go wrong, yeah. um, which if, if a show is very complicated, it's also fun to run. So it's, I don't want to yeah. make anything sound discouraging of, of having technical aspects to your show, but they do need to be thought out. Yeah. 
Um, we've had very, very complex shows go in, which is possible when the people coming in have thought about it ahead of time and know we need lights up, we need lights out, we need the sound cue to happen here, we want the sound to come before the lights, the actor is going to be on stage in the black. We need to know exact, precise things to make it all work. And if we know those things, it's a breeze. Right. What's, what's hard are the, well, we think it's like this, or they tell us one thing and then it turns out, no, the actor is waiting for us to turn the lights on when we had been given a note that they right. enter yeah. in the black and yeah. then we turn the lights on or whatever. Um, so yes, the more thought out the technical aspects can be, it, the more it's likely that we can have complex things. Yeah, we started having somebody for our, for Ferrari McSpeedy shows. Like that's a, it's usually a two-person operation, but we've started doing larger shows, and we actually have brought somebody on to kind of help direct, but also like just so they're in the booth during tech. Yeah, and it has made things go so much smoother. But yeah. that's after five years of not doing it that way, yeah. and trying to figure out well, how do we make this? Well, and especially I could crazy. see as a performer, it would be hard because you're thinking about your job as a performer. Yeah. And, you know, if there are two of you, the two of you are thinking about what's happening on stage and your interaction. Yeah. It's awesome to have another person who's, who is a type of stage manager, who is thinking about the, the technical aspects, who's thinking about the logistics, who knows, oh, we need a cross behind in our show or... Yeah we need a blackout or we need a chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I, that's what my tech the other day was just like, hey, are you going to remember to bring a chair for your show? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really great idea. I had forgotten pretty much until the last minute. Um, any any great disasters that have ever happened? Not, not necessarily because of your doing, but maybe something that was just well, too there, much. Well, there was one year that was, I wouldn't call it a disaster of a year, but it was a very eventful year. Um, it was actually, I think, my second year as a venue technician. There was uh, actually a shooting outside my venue, which prohibited us from getting into our venue on time for our tech rehearsal. Oh, I think I know, yeah. Um, which ended up, for us, being almost perfect because that show had dropped out and didn't let anyone know. Oh, wow. So when we contacted our performer to say, hey, we can't get in, they were just like, oh, well, I wasn't going to be there anyway. And they hadn't thought to tell anyone that they were canceling. Oh, wow. So it was sort of before the precise wait list. I think we actually ended up with a, just a dead spot in the schedule that year, which, as yeah. I think most people know, doesn't happen anymore. Not anymore, no. Um, so there was that. There was a technician got hit by a car. There was... All the same year? It just, there was about, you know, I'm probably exaggerating, but I feel like there was about seven to ten things like that that was just like, really? Another? Wow. And it just got to the point of like, uh, again? You know, you weren't surprised by anything anymore. So, but the fringe must go on. You're, it's absolutely true. So, you're at the end of a long day of teching. What, what, what... What is something that a tech says at the end of the day to sort of sum up their day of teching shows? Let's say we're like three shows in at this point, midway through. 
what do we say to sum up the day or yeah. what do we say at the end of the day? What do you say at the end of the day? It's time to go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, after working, if it is, I, this year has been a little different for, for my venue. We, I, I don't think we had, well, we had, I'm rambling. We had one day of three texts, um, which is rare to only have one. Yeah. Um, so usually by the end of doing three three-hour tech rehearsals with two one-hour breaks, which break um, isn't necessarily always accurate because you're updating your script notes, right. you're clearing microphones or prepping mics for the next show coming in. Right. Um, so you're working pretty much for 11 hours straight and you're just exhausted but you're also wound up and adrenaline and excited and you can't just go home gotta get a beer you gotta go get a beer and you gotta mellow out so well I'll tell you what if I see you at any of the fringe parties I will buy you a beer on behalf of all techs everywhere it is always encouraged it is not a requirement but it is always encouraged I agree thank you very much I appreciate it thank you So, I'm here with Kim Garvey, who is a volunteer here at the Fringe Festival. Yep. Kim, tell me what your role is. Uh, I am just a volunteer, so a lot of volunteers kind of do a little bit of everything. There's box office, um, ushers, and sidekicks. Who are, Sidekicks are kind of like crowd control. They kind of help, you know, direct people to the right line, especially somewhere like the Rarig Center, where there's, you know, four shows going on yeah. at any given time. And so they kind of say, nope, you're over here, you're downstairs, and stuff. Oh, okay. How'd you get into this? Um, you know, I just, I knew that volunteering, you get, um, you get free passes to the shows. Um, and so you can just sign up online and go to a real quick, probably like an hour long, um, training session. An hour then, long, that's it. And then you're yeah, ready pretty to go. much. They're just like, you know, here's what you do. Thanks for doing this. I suppose it is a learning by fire kind of thing. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those things. It's not too hard to pick up on. Um, you know, it's just... 
trying to keep calm in a hectic situation mostly. So. Are you able to see any shows? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. It's you can you get one free show per shift you work. Oh okay. So, uh, but it still manages that. Like I'm doing probably about ten or fifteen shows, and you know I've already been able to see four. Oh wow! So uh, and it's only the third day, so. Yeah, it just depends on, you know, how many you take on and stuff. So. What's your favorite venue that you have worked at? Um, I've mostly only worked at the Rare Egg Center and um, Mixed Blood, and both of those have been really great so far. Uh, Mixed Blood was fun because I was working uh, the Balls Out show. Okay. And uh, you do some final tallying and stuff at the box office, and we were able to kind of just listen in on the show. And so oh, that yeah. was a really nice... Uh, chance to just be able to listen to some good acapella music while you're counting credit card Yeah, receipts. sure, that's nice. Um, are there any shows you're excited about? Uh, there's a lot of them. I'm excited about Once Upon a Time in the Suburbs, of course. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, and uh, History Camp, I'm really excited for. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. If you're, are you looking for The Fringe? Well, I, I, I know where The Fringe is. I just thought I'd stop you since yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. We're keeping that in. Yes. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you just saw a show. Yeah, I just saw Underneath, underneath the Lintel, which was fantastic. Um, it's just like this one-man show about a librarian, and he goes kind of nuts, and it's just so beautifully acted, and just the writing in it is really good. Um, what else did I see? I saw yesterday I was at Your Responsibility for Your Sex... Oh, I like that show a lot. So, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, just really campy and, and funny. Uh, and then I caught, what was it? Uh, Fill the Void, Money or Mother Banking Bankholes, cool. which uh, was at Huge, and that was a one-man show about kind of the economy and drinking and all sorts of stuff. It was really, it was kind of almost like, I don't want to say it was like an hour of stand-up, uh -huh. but it because it wasn't like, jokey but it was just like this really well done like 45 50 minute monologue fringe is like the world because like, i do some storytelling mm -hmm. too and yeah. i don't think i'm really a storyteller but i don't think i'm a stand-up and it's like fringe is the perfect mm -hmm. place to be in the middle yeah no and it wasn't really like storytelling either it yeah. was like i i don't know how to describe it other than stories now that i say it's not storytelling but it's not it's just it's really good it's this guy from i think indianapolis and um I think he might be one of the ones who's doing the touring with the Fringe Oh, sure. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Because um, he was talking about how he was doing Kansas City shows and stuff. Oh, cool. So it was awesome. really good. Everyone should just go to that, too. Kim, uh, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate no this. Problem. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, hey man, are you enjoying the fringe party? Oh man, this party is great. I love after parties. I love, oh, the fringe is great, the party is great, it's, everything is great. I am here to meet some girls. Oh yeah, yeah. now you're talking. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, are you in a show? I am in a show. Oh, no way. I'm over at the Rarig Experimental. Oh, Which yeah. makes sense if you... I don't like to be the guy who talks about my show, but it makes oh, a lot of sense. Sure, sure. Yeah. What What are you doing? What's oh, your show? Well, have you ever seen a Luke Perry movie, Eight Seconds? Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. Oh, I'm really glad yeah. you said that. Yeah. That's what 
So it's that. It's okay. an adaptation of that. Oh, sweet. And then um, also Empty Nest, that show with Richard <gasps> Mulligan. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. I, I, I mixed them up. You mashed oh, it. I mashed it. You mashed it. I mashed it, it up. You ma- oh. Also, I assumed that Empty Nest was a, was a show about Alzheimer's, which it isn't. Okay. No, not at all. But I just decided that it would be. Okay. So okay. Have you seen you. Have you seen Empty Nest? Yeah. Okay. It was funny like it was, but yeah, it was my, really great. I, my idea for it would have been better. Okay. So it, it's not a comedy. In oh my, yeah. And it's sad, and it wasn't set in California. So, so it's oh okay. Oh, so it's eight seconds. To and, Alzheimer's. To, That's the name of the show. Oh, uh, I want a postcard. I'm okay. I'll just look it up online. I have like five thousand. That I'll take a postcard. Thank you. Very All right. Much. Oh man, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't think people are getting it. Oh, there. You know, there's there's a lot there. You gotta have a, a point of reference. You know. Yeah. And they're scared because there's a real bull. On stage. They're, wow. Wow. I you know I heard some girls talking about that show. Oh, shit, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Wow. Over at the bar, they were talking. Yeah. I'm gonna go talk to them in a minute. Yeah, you should. What show are you doing? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm doing uh, the Toys Will Never Leave You. What? It's called the Toys Will Never Leave You. It's it's a it's a monologue. It's a it's a 45 minute monologue about you know like. Ugh, uh, can I just say something? What? I hate monologues. No, no, no. I know, I know. Usually when you're like fringe monologue, blah, yeah. but this one is really, really good. Why? Uh, well, it's 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 autobiograph- autobiographical. About I, I always have about me, about me, uh, about because I come from a broken home. You know, my parents got divorced, and they both got remarried. So it's a therapy show. But, but it's better than that because it's got a lot of toys in it. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, both my parents got divorced, and then they remarried, and then. Uh, they got divorced again, so like I'm like a, a, a broken home squared kind of thing. That second divorce really affect you all that much? big time, big okay. time. I, now I have to go to four different Thanksgivings. Yeah, uh, four different Thanksgivings. Yeah, that would be yeah. four. And then my stepmom is actually getting remarried, uh, so there's a whole other thing. I've got 172 half brothers and sisters. And a lot of potential sequels to yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where you at? I'm over, I'm at the uh, Theater of the Round. The Theater of the Round. Oh, yeah. that's the one. It's the round one. Yeah. It's, yeah, where the audience is all around. And, yeah, because uh, my step-parents, uh, on my mom's, my mom's side, uh, they are Spanish speakers. Oh, okay. Not from Mexico, actually from Spain. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so it's really neat. But uh, for part of it, I have to speak in Spanish. Oh. Uh, but I do uh, everything I'm saying in Spanish because I realize <laughs> we're in Minnesota, right? Who speaks Spanish? Probably just like 10% of the population. So uh, I have everything I'm saying written in English. Uh, but because I'm in theater of the round, you know, I, I, I have it all on the side. I just have to spin for like half of my show. I'm just spinning. So, oh, so can everybody read can read yeah, it? Yeah, I get so dizzy. You, you should wear, well, I was going to say you should wear the Spanish English translation, or however you're doing it, yeah. on a sandwich board. I'd still have to spin. No, I just know, not in half. I could do a free. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. And do I could do props? the same. Oh, uh, I I've got a lot. Of, I've got uh, uh, seventeen life-size GI Joes. Um, I've but got, as it is right now, you can't pick any of them. Up. No, no, they're just uh, they are additional audience members. 
Have you had any reviewers? Yeah, I've uh, I've gotten a couple of reviewers. Uh, yeah, kind of like yours. I don't think people quite get it, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't. A lot of people are calling out uh, the the like the last five minutes of the show is just me alternating between laughing and crying. Uh, you know, I don't really talk. It's just you know laughing and crying. It's just it sounds really powerful. It is. Thank you. Thank you. You get it. You know, you get it. Yeah, it is. It's super powerful. It's like, I've, all my life, it's either I can laugh about it, or I can cry about it, or I can alternate between the two of them for five minutes. Can I give you a suggestion for a show I've never seen? Sure. Can I give you? Yeah. You should get some meat, like a big thing of meat. Okay. Hang it. Okay. And then, as you're alternating, crying and laughing, yeah. punch the meat. Like Rocky. Yeah. Like yeah. you're trying to punch out of the meat prison you're in. Wow. I don't yeah. Know. Does that really work? No, I mean, the way my show is, it, that doesn't really make any sense, but maybe I should just try it. I think you should just you try know? it. Yeah. Why be safe? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like in the three minutes I've been talking to you, I think you get my show more than anyone else. You want to know why? Why? Because I get theater. Yeah. I understand it. I don't try oh. to make things that people are going to enjoy. That's not my thing. Yeah. No, you got to challenge your audience, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, well, I'm going to go talk to a girl. Yeah. You do that. Are you okay? No, I just... I've been rattled. That's what I do. I'm getting my MFA in directing. Is it okay? So I rattle people. I'm a cage rattler. You are. Is it okay if I turn this conversation to my friend show for next year? I would like... Can I get a co-writing credit? Yeah, I think you can. What was their name? The Derek. Thank you, the Derek. Those girls over there are making kissy faces at you. Nice. Yeah. What is your name? Bruno. Bruno Kirby. <laughs> <laughs>